Hell yeah. Rangers and residents of Silver Hills, welcome to the <laughs> Sentai Truther Club. I am your host, Grav, and with me is my lovely comrade, Kennedy. You know, I just want to say, I like how in the early days of the show, it was just always Angel Grove, Angel Grove. Now we're getting into these seasons where it's like, we have to like, there's like that little tiny pause where we're remembering, what is the name now? Yeah. <laughs> I, I always stick to Angel Grove un unless I know otherwise, or you correct me on the pod. It's, it is definitely like one of those things. It's like, ah, wh what's the location now? Uh, it was Angel Grove for so long. And then yeah. they do they do occasionally tie shit back to Angel Grove. Yeah. There are yeah. some future seasons that take place in Angel Grove again and stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah, very interesting. The geography uh, of Power Rangers is very weird. They got a lot of they got a lot of like small cities. Efficient, yeah. well-designed cities. Yeah. <laughs> all, all have gravel pits on the ex on the, the little outskirts of town where they can fight monsters. Let me tell you how you know these cities are well designed. Um, when is the Power Rangers ever gotten stuck in traffic? Doesn't happen. Also, we see tons of public transit all throughout the Power Rangers series. So, you know, clearly they've got yeah. you know they got transit figured out. Getting off of buses and like they're like, I'm at my location now. I've never had that happen before. I've never gotten off of a bus and been like, I'm at my location. I'm like, all right, I'm in the vague area of my location. <laughs> In this case, uh, Debs, uh, Debs became president in this timeline. So all the trains <laughs> run exceptionally well. <laughs> um, oh, man. I would love Power Rangers. I, I guess, actually, no, there is a Power Rangers train. Yes, Lightspeed Rescue. That was the yeah. last season. The last season was the... It wasn't exclusively trains-focused, but heavily trains themed in certain respects season i love yes that. and without further ado today i have a friend of the pod esteemed guest netscape how are you doing today hi thank you thank you for having me on i love i love trains and i love power rangers and i love time <laughs> what what is your so like you have an interesting experience with power rangers because it's much different than you know the older 20s slash 30s crowd that we've typically invited on the show uh yeah. you're a zoomer who got into power rangers you're not a zoomer who like just was just like i know it exists but that's literally it like we've had yeah. before i i didn't get into power rangers until it was like no longer cool to be into power rangers like at age range i probably like 14 or 15 and my homie showed me uh like some some uh dino thunder that was on netflix and he was like you got or no samurai that was on netflix and he's like you gotta you gotta check this out and this was like a year or two after samurai had come out so they're already on megaforce uh and he's like you gotta check this out like this is so funny and we would watch it and like riff on it and make fun of it and so you were potting before potting was a thing pretty much yeah and then i would go back and i was like wait a minute no, this is actually kind of cool like <laughs> and I went back and watched all the older stuff on Netflix and it was it was kind of tight and I was like okay and I actually like had like a just a super hardcore Power Rangers phase when I was like my freshman in high school I got and it was right when the the when I both started working and when the legacy collection had dropped so I was like every paycheck I was like 
Toys R Us, we're going over to the Power Rangers aisle and we're we're seeing what they got on the Legacy Collection. Uh, you know, you did good if you if you bought quite a bit because I wanted to get the Dragon Dagger. Oh, I wanted uh, the Dragon Dagger so bad too. That was my. I got the. I only ever got two because they were way more expensive than they let on. But I got the Morpher, the original Mighty Morphin Morpher. And yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, the 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 dra- I wanted to get the Dragon Dagger. Um, and there's like two of them now. One of them's like a hard plastic, and the other one's the metal one. And they both have like some pros and cons, but obviously the metal one's the best one. Exactly. But of course, like stonks, you know, limited supply, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, it goes from being like an eighty dollar item to a two hundred dollar item. Oh yeah, for sure. They sold I, the uh, the toy rights recently, so they're not doing like legacy collection anymore. And they only got, I think, as far as like Zio and like early in space. And I was holding out. I was like, I want like a Dino Thunders Morpher, like a legacy Dino Thunders Morpher. Give me like a you know the, a legacy like uh, the Tommy Oliver like staff sword that he has in that. Like that would have been tight. So I will say that yeah. I think uh, I think Hasbro's gonna do their job and and come out with some good toys. I'm uh, trusting the plan. Yeah, I'm gonna trust the plan on that one because Hasbro seems to be really excited about having the Power Rangers property uh-huh. uh, to the point where they want to flood the market with it. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, be my guest, sure thing. Um, but I'm glad that you kind of had that experience. You know, like you still came at it like a very different way than how us millennials uh got into it right because we got into it through the serialized network tv yeah Um, i don't think i ever saw it on live television i think i saw a little bit of megaforce and maybe even a little bit of super samurai that might have been on as well was it super is they call it super samurai or am i just making up a power rangers no 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 you're right it's the second season of samurai they called it super samurai yeah that's when they're doing that Every second season is kind of a continuation, and it's just super. Yeah, and they they can they can use the like upgrades to like switch out any of the cats that that didn't sell too hot. Like I think they didn't they change or no didn't they like add a second Red Ranger to? You're getting ahead of us. We're 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 in season we're in season nine, homie. Yeah, we're I'm, I'm jumping <laughs> the gun a lot. Here. That's my there's bad. There's twenty bad. there's twenty seven seasons right now, I think, or twenty eight. So. We yeah, still got quite a, a bit of ways to go. A lot. So Netscape, what was your general impression of checking out Power Rangers Time Force before we dive into it. the individual episodes? I, I had not uh, seen, I had seen the pilot, the first half of the pilot, like a long time ago. I think I watched like all of the pilots just to, to get a feel for the, for the lore. And I had no recollection of this other than, you know, Red Ranger gets wetted up. Like he, he gets owned. And it was very cool to see. Like, I was, I really digged the the set design. I thought that it was like really well done for a like time a, sh- a show from that time period. It was very. It, it still like looked good even to today. And I was talking to Grav a little bit about it, but yeah, I think it might be my like second or first favorite of like that era, just in terms of like the set design and then the aesthetic, because the theme, the intro. And like the the visual effects that they use for it is very unique. Like they they incorporate the time theme in like a very kind of cool way that reminds me a little bit of like the Matrix in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely. There, there's other nods to the Matrix as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this is a direct response <laughs> to like the Matrix trend. It's like, yeah. how can we make a kids' action show with like <laughs> Matrix elements now? And they do a good job. I feel like I mean, we'll we'll talk about it later. But the Silver Guardians feel very Matrix to me. Oh yeah, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you had such a good uh, initial impression of Time Force. I think for us, we. Oh, man. Uh, picking the favorites and the worst wasn't necessarily hard. We just didn't know if this season was going to be good. Like, and, and I still, to an extent, like, I mean, we'll get into it fully in the season review, obviously. But, you know, so stay tuned for the mm-hmm. next episode. But uh, I still, to an extent, like, I don't know. Is this season really good? Is it okay? Is it even great? It's so hard to tell it, at different it does, times. It does bounce around in terms of quality, like a lot. I think, yeah. like, but but it's not necessarily like Lost Galaxy levels of bouncing <laughs> around, which is just insane. Where we'll literally <laughs> talk about an episode that's an eight or a nine, and then get to like two fours before we get back to like another eight or something. Right. It's not. <laughs> as, it's not as inconsistent as Lost Galaxy or a season like that. Um, it's kind of like the average episode. It's like one of those seasons where the average episode is really good, but yeah. the beginning was not. Like the the there was like a a nine episode stint or something like that where like we watched the pilot. The pilot was good. Yeah, and I like the, the I like the first episode of the pilot, and then the second episode of the pilot was like it was all right. Yeah, I thought the first two episodes were both really strong, but then the the episode right after that we'll talk about in a minute um, right. <laughs> it, it, like it's in the context of it's in the context of a show that came out in 2001 and like literally like some of these episodes were airing towards the back half some of these episodes were airing post 9-11 which is insane so is to think about post 9-11 power rangers it's really not it's really the really. last pre 9-11 power rangers in terms of filming it's very yeah the filming was all beforehand and also it's very end of history Yes, literally, because the power. This is like the the furthest pot like possible that they go into the future. I think at least so far. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the time force well, are from like the year three thousand or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, and they've like they've solved crime. They've like fixed everything just by Mostly. becoming this weird like future world that it's obviously a little bit propaganda though it is it is a little bit i wrote in my notes (laughs) it's a a little fast but like it could have been a lot worse yeah you could have had another lost galaxy and like we were straight up this was another season where not only the comparisons of to lost galaxy were in there like just innately but also like even the meta stuff about it was like comparing to our real life stuff because like this was another season where Kennedy and I watched a bunch of episodes together. We were pogging out at the pilot and then it kind of just like sort of not flatlined, but definitely like took a nosedive after the pilots and then was just kind of sort of okay for a while yeah. before we get to like one of our favorite episodes uh, or at least the one before our favorite, ep- one of our favorite episodes. Um, and, but we split up like right after we got through like the, the the whole like oh these episodes are bad um what like we time force might not be as good as everybody says it is which i mean you'll find out next episode but uh it was one of those instances where like we stopped watching together and it was literally like the next episode was like oh this is an eight and then the episode after that was like oh this is like a nine 
and then a 10, you know? And it's just like, oh, God. It's going to be one of those seasons, huh? But <laughs> I, I'm grateful for it at the least. It would have sucked if we had another Lost Galaxy. Um, I'm going to have to revisit Lost Galaxy because I watched like one episode of it when I was like, Ugh. probably like getting really early into Power Rangers. I think it was just like on like reruns or something. And I, I had no idea what was going on. They're like on the moon. And I was like, what, the, what is going on here? Like, <laughs> and it, gets, it gets worse the more you think about it. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think it was the episode like the, the Magna Guardian like showed up or something like that. So I was probably also being spoiled in the fact that it was like a really good episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I voted that one as like one of my favorite episodes. I think it was like the Silent Sleep or something like that. That was really he good. Is, he has so much drip. Like in Lost Galaxy, if it didn't have those early Magna Defender episodes, would have just been like almost unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, I can I can agree with that. You should I definitely... would almost say to an extent that Magna Defender kind of saved Lost Galaxy because I think if Somewhat. you take out Magna Defender and what ends up resulting from that character, this season like tanks a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it becomes worse. It becomes worse than season two of Mighty Morphin. Like almost damn near turbo levels. Probably turbo levels actually. Ooh. I definitely think if <laughs> turbo you're fascinated, levels. almost yeah, almost. I definitely think if you're fascinated by Power Rangers. Lost Galaxy is an interesting one to watch, but I I wouldn't really recommend it for like casual. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, might th- I might no. throw it on and take my sleeping meds or something like that. That might be <laughs> yes, a, a little yes, fun. Yes, that's fun the perfect night. way to indulge in in Lost Galaxy. So that way you don't get too upset at some of the shit that goes on on screen. Exactly. Like I'm like, <laughs> all right, my pulse isn't gonna get any higher than this. So, but you know, my pulse did get high. For one of our first favorite episodes. Well, we can't go there yet, can we? Because our worst comes first. Uh, chronologically. Damn, you're right. Sorry. Right. Worst is it's first. Okay. You're right. Actually, <laughs> even in, in this case, I can't even like rebuttal and say, the, chronologically, the best one is first. Uh, no, in this case, like literally the worst episode happens right after the pilot finishes. So the oh, first yeah. two episodes are the Force from the Future Part 1 and Part 2, which we discussed in our previous they're episode. Tight. They're pretty fucking great. We varied a little bit. Um, Can I note that our... the bad guy in this is basically, an, like, the assistant bad guy who basically becomes, like, the most screen time bad guy is, like, an e-girl. Yeah. <laughs> and Nadira is, like, straight up an e-girl. She's got, like, the pink hair. Uh, e-girl Frieza. She she got, like, simps and shit. <laughs> You're not wrong. No, you're totally yeah. right. E girl, uh, e girl, and then Rancic, her podcaster dad. Sure. He's got what yeah. is it? A tight power. Like he can like pull bones out of his arms and turn them into sword. I, the first time that happened, I'm like, whoa! Like, yeah, yeah. Nah, Rancic is dope, and uh, Nadira is also really dope. As the season goes on, those characters stay like high marks pretty much all mm-hmm. throughout the season, even when the Rangers falter. These are some of my favorite villains we've seen so far. But anyway. Uh, I would say um, these are probably the best villain, <laughs> thematically uh, speaking. Like, yeah, thematically. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I, we'll talk about it more. But, uh, yeah, so something to fight for. So, again, Force from the Future, Parts 1 and 2, pretty great intro to the show. Um, mm-hmm. After you intro a season of the Power Rangers, what comes next? It's an episode introing the Zords. And mm, that's this. Yes. The way that they get the Zords is it's unique, to to say the least. It's very cool, 
as long as you don't think about it. Yes. Yes. Because the minute that you think about it, there's kind of some continuity errors this season. Yes. Also, the way that they time travel is very unique. Also very, uh, like I said, it's like one of those Terra Venture type issues where if you just think about it for like even a minute, your brain is going to hurry and you're going to get upset. <laughs> just be angry. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely like, a, oh, my God, if you're a kid, you're fucking pog, dude. It's, no, it's cool as shit. This giant robot. Uh, I'm not even going to try to, like, keep things in order or anything, because we're covering a bunch of episodes, and... Well, yeah, whatever. Um, uh, This giant robot just, like, swings its arm at each of these zords, sending them flying down a runway towards, like, a giant fucking stargate. Yeah. Or whatever. (laughs) It's it's literally like a a weird, like, hotep stargate kind of thing. (laughs) Right, yeah. It's basically just like a... uh... It's just a introduction to the lore of the show, right? The be- this is another kind of parallel to Lost Galaxy where like the beginning of the show is like adding to the lore of the world for that season. And in this one they're introducing not only the concept of the Zords but like how exactly the monsters mutate as well, which uh-huh. is that you know they they're mutants, so they get like this Batman Beyond drug where they put like a <laughs> a nicotine patch on themselves and they rip it off and their their uh, DNA cells mutate and they turn giant. Yes. <laughs> and it's got a, the, all the, the, the VFX in this are very unique. Like they, when they destroy the monsters, they kind of turn into like, you get to watch them turn into like these weird, like flesh bubbles. Yes. They also turn into like these action figure dolls to help yes. boost sales, toy sales. That's right. Make that money. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep them cryogenically frozen forever till the sun yeah I, I, I found everything that very, out of existence. Very interesting. They get <laughs> they get sentenced to life, but they're also cryo frozen, so they're yep. just in jail forever. Yeah, and so this is basically yeah. like that's basically the a plot, which is like, hey, Power Rangers, they need a power up. What introducing the Zords? But uh, the B plot is. Trying to humble the Red Ranger uh, and stop uh, being like a fucking prick. This is one of those frustrating episodes of the Power Rangers because uh, it's a it's a rich people forgiveness episode and it's also anti-feminist. Oh, yeah. So basically, here's what goes down. So Ransom <laughs> at the beginning of something to fight for. Uh, it has like a attack of his mutation. And it's clear that he needs medication to keep this horrible condition in check. Yeah, um, he's fiending. Yeah, that's just like a, a a little nod to like things that we'll learn later for the most part. But it's a very interesting scene to open the episode with. Um, after that, um, Wes runs into Nadira like downtown and she's just out shopping. And he's like, he he excitedly jumps out of the car and is like Jeeves take the car to the meeting and tell him I died I gotta beat up a woman <laughs> like <laughs> so this is the first time that it's kind of like Wes really wants to hit a woman yes. and he this tries a, really hard this is a distressing running theme <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of fucked 
Um, like he literally, he's like so stoked when he jumps out of the car. To he's like, like oh, I get to up. fucking morph and hit a woman, dude. And he doesn't get disappointed until she reveals that she has some goons there. And then he's like, aw, I got to punch a frog guy and some robots. I wanted to hit a woman. It's like, this is a really messed up scene. So uh, <laughs> uh, the Rangers show up and save Wes. Uh, and Jen kind of like kicks Nadir's ass a little bit because, you know, Jen is a badass. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, yeah, she's the she, she's basically the Red Ranger. of this. She's the leader of this season. Yeah. Like, Which is kind yeah. of even, even to, to the, the end. Yeah. Even to the end, she is still the leader of the, the season. Yeah. Which is a very yeah. cool thing. Um, so uh, strong, Jen, strong design. Strong design. Love it. Jen's the suits are really good. I like the oh. helmets. The suits are great. The suits are great. Um, but Jen gives Wes, just, she just gives him a whole raft of shit because she's like, listen, you're just a spoiled brat doesn't understand anything. And she's a hundred, this is the most frustrating, this is why this is the most frustrating episode. She's a hundred percent right. She's a hundred percent right. Yes. And Wes like goes home and he's kind of like, damn, maybe I should take the L and self-crit. And you're watching this thinking, yes, this is so good spoiled rich boy learn that you you know you're not perfect and whatever which like he does learn some of these lessons throughout the season to be clear this episode just doesn't do a good job um so uh trip comes along and he's like nah bro jen's just a crazy emotional woman you can't listen to her don't don't take the l you're fine don't don't examine your life yeah which uh, Trip is very much like the Shaggy of this. He, he he's he would smoke weed if there was weed in the Power Rangers universe. He literally felt like the kind of person that like the reason he's fluffing up this rich guy's ego is because he wants someone to buy him drugs. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like that scene is just devastating, and it just ruins the episode because you know Wes should be like learning from like his mistakes and his arrogance and all these things right now and trip just comes along and is like no jen's just super emotional um and irrational and uh don't listen to her you're totally you don't need a fine, bro. you're amazing wes you're the it, red yeah, ranger he's, he's simping hard it sucks it sucks um and basically, he explains it that it's all about Alex's death, et cetera, et cetera, which, again, is like brushing off these very real concerns and being like, you know, oh, she's just emotional over these other things. And it's like, no, Wes is spoiled and has no idea, like, the harsh reality that the rest of y'all are in. Like, these Time Force Rangers are like, basically military personnel to some extent Uh in terms of like they've been like just living a rough life you know not sleeping good going to combat zones dealing with like horrible threats Uh um and like hands yeah west doesn't west doesn't really understand that he just likes putting on a suit and hitting women (laughs) yeah and the only reason he shows up like the only reason they need him is so that they can morph yeah Exactly. Which is kind of a very dumb, like, uh, I, and I know it's 
just for plot reasons, but like if you're a military organization, be like, all right, you can only use your morphers if the main guy is still alive. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that's not a good plan. <laughs> and the um, main guy immediately dies. And then also Jen is just like the leader of the group anyway, so it's like whatever. So eventually Wes, Jen, and the team make up and Wes gets the morpher back and they fight monsters and whatever and that's the episode. <laughs> it's just more or less like this episode was chosen just because it was like a huge slap in the face because it was trying to get us to like Wes and Wes didn't really uh-huh. do anything of substance to convince us that he's an awesome person who should be the Red Ranger. Also, the action scenes feature some really cheesy Matrix ripoff shit. Yeah, they do a lot of slow-mo. Yeah. Is this the one where the Zord itself does Matrix shit? I think it does. It can, yeah. like, it can like fly and shit. Like, like, fly, but, like, in that weird Matrix way. Yeah, where they you're do like... that, yeah, they do that Matrix fight in the Zords. That, that was cool. That yeah, that I like that the Zord is, like, the... very agile. <laughs> yeah, like, this episode's, like, a four. The Zords were, like, the fours. it's still it's some of it works some of it in my opinion not so much maybe we'll disagree there but it doesn't really matter in the end the episode sucks either way let me put it to you this way we were watching this together and we were like oh no this might this is gonna be like lost galaxy like (laughs) we're we're gonna have to like be at odds with r slash power rangers and the general power rangers community by saying that time force might actually be bad maybe (laughs) <laughs> like this episode was like that like shock to us yeah. like wow it was that bad holy shit mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. then we kind of go into a two-parter of sorts it's just not called two it's not you know doesn't say part one and two but it's definitely linked together worlds apart and the quantum quest yeah. yes this is like last season they were doing these soft two-parters a bit um, they're definitely continuing that tradition where it's like, it's okay if you didn't see the episode before this one, but if you happen to have seen both, then you get a lot more out of it, which is a good way to get people to watch your show. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they tune into a random episode, they're fine, but also if they keep watching every week, they get more and more and more kind of lore and etc. You know what? It's a strategy that works to this day. Like, think about it on Netflix. You go to the homie's house. The homie has on uh, Power Rangers Samurai. And you're mm-hmm. being introduced to this, like, soft two-parter. And you just catch the, the second part or whatever. That's what but happened you could to still, me. Like, you could still, like, pop right in just sit down and be like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. They're getting into a fucking giant-ass robot? What? <laughs> That's what happened to me. There's there's a lot of appeal to that. I like it. Yeah. All right. So, Worlds Apart. By this point, the Rangers are living in the clock tower and doing odd jobs. At the very beginning of the episode, Jen is kind of like going over like uh, a previous fight with Electropede that didn't go well. Just kind of like was a mess. Um, and it was a so- very messy uh, meeting. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's a messy meeting about a messy fight. Uh, but then it's like, hey, our new job is trash picking up. Let's go pick up some trash. Um, so, uh, but they don't get very far into going to uh, do some garbage duty before. 
I wonder if like somebody thought of that. Now that you're saying it, I'm wondering if some coked up exec was like, this is an allegory because they're down in the dumps. Yeah. Right? Like (laughs) Because like everybody kind of sort of acts like a shithead in this episode in the beginning. Yeah, like the Rangers are kind of at a low point in general. And certainly, although like the odd jobbing in general is not like particularly glamorous they've had more glamorous jobs than this mm-hmm. so but the before they get very far into odd jobbing they come across nadira had been in the process of a robbery and she was stopped by the silver guardians this is Who a very interesting swagged out cops <laughs> They're private military contractors. Yeah, they're, they're libertarians. Yeah, yeah they're, they're private military contractors, exactly. They're Blackwater. <laughs> and it turns out, like, Wes's dad, at this point in the show, it's revealed that already that Wes's dad is basically the CEO of Raytheon. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, fucking wild. Yeah, he's just, he's also weirdly like kind of British, but like he's like he's like he's, he's like the posh. devil from he's the devil from Reaper, but it's yeah. not the same actor. Like the Matrix actually fucked up in real life. Like the simulation got fucked up because this actor looks exactly like the actor who plays the devil in Reaper in that CW show, but it's not the same actor. But they look exactly the same. Like I shit you not. Look at pictures of both of them. They look exactly the same. It was bugging me. <laughs> it was legitimately bugging me because I was telling Kennedy, I was like, I recognize that guy. How come I already know him from another villain role? What villain role was it? And then I remembered that it was Reaper. Rest in peace, that show. It was supposed to get like a season three and everything, and it just got canned like last minute too. I thought Damn. he was Laura Palmer's dad from Twin Peaks, but he's that He does look guy. he does have a little Laura Palmer's dad to him. You're right. <laughs> he's like right, American right. Posh. <laughs> So yeah, um, Wes's dad, Eric Prince, owns Blackwater. <laughs> Wes's dad owns the Silver Guardians. Um, not Blackwater, that's not canon. That, yeah. that, that's a different season. It's implied, but it's not canon. Um, <laughs> it's in Battle for the Grid. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are like libertarian pay for, pay for protection cops. Yes. They specifically um, are like it's it's kind of funny how like overtly fast they are because they're specifically trying to uh protect private property they explicitly say it out loud yeah like they're straight up like you're you're interfering with private property like we have to shoot you now yeah yeah it's insane it it is awesome (laughs) it's fucking rules it rules because like they, they it's also not I mean they kind of like, have swag too. Light. Like I I really hate to say it, but they do have drip. Like they <laughs> did you think the, the green berets had drip? Uh, a little bit depends on the green beret. <laughs> like what's his face? Oh my god! Of course I forgot the Quantum Ranger's real name. I think it's Eric, right? Yes, Eric. He's he's got like a killer jawline. He does. He is like oh. he's literally like the Giga Chat. <laughs> He's like an Ubermensch as character, <laughs> like literally, like yeah. When he like just when he shows character. up, he's rocking like shades and shit, and he's like flexing on him. It's wild. Yeah, he's he's yeah. like the embodiment of the the whole Atlas shrugged 
Ubermensch. <laughs> but like with a woke element because I don't think he's white, right? He, uh, he uh, he's ambiguous. Let me bust out the calibers. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start measuring some skulls here. Uh, uh, I, I oh got God. hold on. I got his Wikipedia page open. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Fuck. Speaking of, there's no Latino uh, Ranger this season, which is fucked up. Unless okay, Eric Myers... okay, he's he's a whole mix. He's English, Irish, French, Chinese, Vietnamese, and possibly Indian. So they actually have a lot of Asian representation this season, then. Yes, because Trip is also yeah. Asian, right? Trip is Asian, and uh, Lucas Lucas isn't yeah. uh, Lucas isn't Latino. Lucas is Filipino. Yeah, yeah. Very. It's funny because we literally just got off an episode with Carl Za going about how like there's been a huge lack of like really good Asian characters except this for this one last three. one in Lightspeed, and then this one has three. Yeah, and then arguably this has probably like the best one in terms of like I don't know. It's kind of hard to put it. We'll we'll talk about it in the season review. But he, Eric Myers is a fantastic ranger. I wouldn't say he's the best Asian. Uh. The best Asian Power Ranger. Uh, I think that that still belongs to Lightspeed Rescue, but we'll see where it all falls. Okay, in the okay. Review. I mean, but yeah, Chad was literally a Chad. It's hard to beat that. Like Chad, Chad had a whole karate also, he movie was in twenty smoking minutes. Hot. Yeah, he is like he is a it, that man. <laughs> uh, apparent, so apparently, that this guy was uh, very beautiful. He's he a was almost man. cast as fucking Adam from. Mighty Morphin. Like he auditioned for Adam, and then they were like, "Hey, you want to be in like time?" Like the guy years who plays later. Eric Myers. Yeah. Holy shit! Really? Yeah. He's better than Adam too, which is wild. That's yeah. Wild. <laughs> Sorry, um, Adam. <laughs> all right. So, meanwhile, uh, gets up to some scheming behind Rancid. He also auditioned Chad. for Chad. He re- oh my god, really? Wow. Yeah. I don't think he would have been better than Chad. Yeah. At the Chad role. I no. I re- I don't think so. That but he's definitely really good at Eric Myers. That's that's wild. So Frax in this episode also is is scheming behind Rancic's back uh and unleashes a monster without permission, which is kind uh-huh. of an interesting thing. Frax is definitely a very interesting and fun character. Really good He's design. He's got a very cool little model to him. He's like evil C-3PO. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely like... There aren't a, a ton of specific episodes that really get deep into the villains individually. But over the course of the season, there's some very interesting arcs. And Frax uh-huh. kind of not feeling respected. And... uh disobeying orders definitely is an interesting one um hey kennedy what uh the guy who plays eric myers daniel southworth he's the voice for virgil for devil yeah. may cry wild yeah he's got a deviant art fan page that i'm on right it's like the primary source which kind of rule damn there is he no did all more his own reliable source about Eric Myers than this DeviantArt fan page. This is crazy. Univolt goes out to start messing up the city. And this is where things really get interesting. The Time Rangers and the Silver Guardians show up, and they have to kind of agree about who's doing this. Uh-huh. Or, like, what the, what the rules are here. Because, like, 
now it's like the the Rangers are kind of like this is our contract, even though we don't make money for this. Um, <laughs> we got here first, but then the Rangers get their their asses beat pretty hard. However, when the Silver Guardians finally step in, uh, they also don't really do well. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of mid, <laughs> which is weird because they have laser guns and like grenade launchers. Like they're kind of um, tricked out, but they're they're not very good at their job. You can't catch up in a thousand. You can't catch up a thousand years of worth of technology in like a month. But how much better can a grenade launcher get over a thousand years? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so, uh, one of these laser shots goes awry and destroys Wes's visor. And, oh, that's right. Uh, that was that was kind of tight. Yeah, it was, it's like a, it's intense. And uh, this is so this causes like Wes's dad is there because, again, he owns the yeah private military contractors. And so his dad's like, what? You're a Power Ranger. And uh, this is why I mentioned before that even though Wes doesn't learn any lessons in episode three, he does learn some lessons. Mm-hmm. It's because by this point, he's like starting to like have some slight anti-capitalist vibes. And so they get into this confrontation and Wes is like, Fuck you, Dad. I'm out. <laughs> fuck your fuck your money bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he, t- he openly tells his father, like, all you do is exploit things for profit. We help people to help people. It's it's like explicitly anti-capitalist. We are not the same, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's the main reason why I chose this episode as a favorite. And then just to add to the drama, after they finish their fight, the Rangers use an ultimate technique and destroy Univolt. Just fucking wreck his shit. Which is the best way to, you know, have the final word in that argument. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Just let the Power Rangers do their job. There's a little confrontation, meanwhile, back with the, the villains that Frax just barely manages to kind of lie his way out of for the most part, but uh, Rancic and Nadira are definitely like more sus of him after this. Finally, at the end of the episode, Wes's dad uh, tries to get Wes to come be the commander of the Silver Guardians, and Wes is like, "Nah, I'm out." Yeah, and he there's kind of like <laughs> a, a bro envy about about the whole thing because Wes and Eric were like private school boys. Oh yeah, this is the first. We didn't really properly mention it, but this is the first introduction of Eric. Eric works for the Silver Guardians in this episode, and yeah, Eric and Wes were like homies. But Eric didn't fit in, right? Yeah, he, he was, was like, like always the outcast. So he's like too Wes, much of a Chad. He scared everyone. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Oh, this Chad energy." Ah. And then he doesn't, and then he wonders why he doesn't get invited to shit. And then just like, oh, yeah, he gets mad because he doesn't get to get invited to a party. Yeah. Which honestly, honestly, I relate. (laughs) That was the the most scene I've ever felt. It sounds like you're judging my beautiful man, Eric, for resting bitch face. Yeah. No, no. Resting bitch jawline. He can't, he can't help that. Eric has, Eric's default face is pretty neutral. I would say. No, but listen. He, he definitely listen, carries some anger with him. It's all that scowling growing up that made his jaw so big. Yeah. 
He's kind of he's just a product <laughs> of his environment. I I don't even know. I don't even think I could say that because how did he this end is up probably in that what school? He looks like now. He probably literally looks like Giga Chat. <laughs> <laughs> and they say his jaw gets bigger and bigger to this day. <laughs> he's Quantum Chad. I I'm kind of confused on the backstory of his character because like he's angry at the rich kids because why because they didn't invite him but he was still angry before that too yeah they didn't invite you because you were angry yeah like he was just like you guys don't actually do anything in these schools and it's like yeah go off king what are you (laughs) gonna do about it homie and then he goes like i'm gonna become this private military contractor for a living i'm gonna become the joker yeah it's just fucking (laughs) Definitely, definitely, in my opinion, school shooter vibes for sure. <laughs> the man's was was not okay in that, and his family definitely, I don't think, uh, gave him the right help that he needed for sure. No. Next up, the Quantum Quest, <laughs> which is the sort of part two to that previous episode, um, and basically, uh. There's an archaeological dig going on, and these explorers find a strange metallic box. If this sounds familiar, it's because like 50 episodes of the Power Rangers have started this way by now. Um. <laughs> this reminds me, this fit in with the whole Lightspeed Rescue stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty yeah, cool. Lightspeed Rescue, that. there was a lot of like, we're mostly like fighting in a city, but then every now and again, we have to go do some Indiana Jones stuff. Uh-huh. It's it gets it gets very hotel. <laughs> it's kind of nice with it. I enjoyed this episode a lot. This is the a capitalists fun can't help but uh, want to plunder any resource they can. This might be like my personal, just overall favorite. Honestly, we'll get to the ratings later though. This one is just a really fun. It's it's good action and some good drama too. Uh, Rancic is watching the news of the archaeological dig. And he's like, hey, that's some dope shit. That, that's something called the quantum controller. And that's some, that's some powerful stuff that we want so that we can beat these rangers. Uh-huh. And he sends Brickneck to go fuck shit up at the dig site and steal the controller. Uh, the I'm silver- just imagining a timeline where Rancic becomes the, qu- the quantum ranger and pulls it's out a, a It's a better sword. timeline. <laughs> the, the quantum controller looks like something that I would absolutely not stick my hand at. Like it looks like something that was designed for like cutting off your hand. It looks a little like a a box that you stick your hand in in Dune, and then you feel pain. Yeah, it's the, the oh god, what is that box called? <laughs> called something like the Jamhabar or something like that. I'm allowed to mispronounce it because it's a made up word, and I'm not misappropriating anyone's culture but space culture um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks it looks a little like i don't know it's some weird shit but um silver guardians show up to stop the heist they suck um and so the time rangers show up and they're like yeah yeah get out of the way losers eric though is the one who ends up managing to snag the quantum controller and sneak off Wes, in the meantime, gets very badly injured in the fight before it ends. Eric has this kind of weird scheme. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very much like like this will finally get my dad to love me kind of scene. <laughs> but involving time travel and robot dinosaurs. Insane yeah. shit. Um so he's like maybe with the power of the quantum controller I can convince uh Wes's dad to make me the commander of the Silver Guardians, since it's not going to be Wes, as we know. And uh, Mr. Collins is just like, nah, just doesn't even like give it the time of day. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of I just don't understand why this is the case, because like Eric is already a point guard at this time. Yeah, he's like second in command. For the Silver Guardians. And he's got and a job that won't your first quit. command is gone. So just make him the leader. It just seems like low-key racism. <laughs> it does, yeah. It does. Also, the the dad kind of baits him, doesn't he? He's just like, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll consider you for the leader if you... Yeah, you he's know, like, I don't know you that well. This, he's like, it's, it's a very normal, like response to have to like hiring someone like i didn't really feel bad for him and i i was like is that it like because it was just like i don't know you that well like i don't want to give you the position it's like uh working at like a fast food joint or whatever yeah and somebody hires uh there's like a new hire that's already talking about like moving up to management and shit <laughs> yeah who who the robot al <laughs> What's its name? Uh, fuck, Circuit. I don't know. Circuit. Uh, oh yeah, the tw- might, oh man, the, I did the, not, the, I did not fuck with Circuit. The, I, I, I love Circuit, man. I thank you, thank you, Netscape. That's all I can say. Um, so oh my god, it's like, what if Alpha Five was worse? <laughs> yes, what? So Circuit's fine. Worse. Like I like, no, I like fine. Alpha Five. No. But I don't want like miniaturized worse alpha vibe. Circuit oh, just like God. looks like a Furby or Circuit's something and cool. acts like a Furby. It just flaps its little yeah. wings around. Just, spins like its if, head a bit. What's the paper clip from Microsoft? Clippy. Clippy. Yeah. Clippy. Just imagine if like instead of Clippy it's Circuit. Nah, I just know That's that like not I fuck with that, and I haven't seen I haven't seen any of the original shows, but I just know he wasn't as annoying in the original Japanese. Oh, really? I just know it. I just I I can feel it in my soul. I actually don't. I actually wouldn't take that bet. Some of these Sentai shows have some really annoying shit in them. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. The Rangers get back to base and Circuit explains to them that so there was this accident involving a Zord and time travel and um, basically the quantum controller is is Time Ranger products from their time and uh, no one was really supposed to know about this. Well, this is not really a care package. This was this was this was an accident. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right, they were testing it, and it went... <laughs> uh, yeah, just... for a second I thought they were going to set it up like the Time Force always had to go back, and it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy or some shit, where it's like no. they had to go... And then it was no. just like, nah, we lost it, and I'm like... No, yeah, instead, this is literally... They lost a Zord, 
and a morpher in time. And they were just like, whatever, I guess. Yeah, and it's pa- more powerful than the regular <laughs> version. It's it's really weird. Yeah, the Quantum Zord is ridiculously powerful. Uh, compared to like the rest of the Zords in the entire show that we've seen so far, it's probably like... Honestly... Might it's be the strongest the most effect- ever. Yeah, it's probably the strongest one. Because I was like, it's stronger than the Dragon Zord. Yeah, it's basically like a Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, it's like Dragon Zord, but better. It's really weird. It actually looks like a Zoid too. Yeah, it's it's very cool though. I like I like the robot dinosaur vibe. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's very cool. So they lost. They just lost this shit in time. <laughs> Didn't really tell anybody that they did this obviously dangerous thing uh, or try to fix it and then now the rangers are just now finding out about it before they have time to even fully process that information uh brickneck is causing trouble in town again and the rangers have to go except they leave west behind because he's still really badly injured the four rangers that they have confront brickneck but you know they're they're having a little trouble right away because it's like they're down a ranger and then eric shows up He's kind of like everybody's kind of arguing about who who the quantum box belongs to. <laughs> who has ownership bo- rights? Like this, like the Snyder Cut. This all boils down to we need to find the box. They they come back to this sort of argument multiple times, where it's just like who has ownership rights to X? Like who is the owner of this problem? Who is the owner of this solution? They they like constantly battle that like sort of ideological thinking multiple times. Yeah, as the show goes on, and in this instance is definitely one of those. Yeah, so things get chaotic, and like the Rangers and Eric get separated. Wes somehow shows up and saves Eric. There's a few inconsistencies in this episode, but we'll ignore it for the most part. Um, it's Pog City because the action scenes are so fucking awesome. It's yeah, tight. It's, it's tight. It looks like a little like wrist phone that's kind of swagged out i i like the quantum morpher a lot for sure it's a very cool looking little yeah the, the morphers this season very cool can't argue yeah. with that it's you can't hate on that at all beautiful um i so shall say nothing eric finally <laughs> slams his hand in the quantum box gets the morpher and morphs uh yes the rangers meanwhile the four rangers were fighting brickneck and it's not going so well uh but then suddenly brickneck just gets blasted from somewhere they look up Mm -hmm. it's the quantum ranger dun 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 even though it is a redesign of the red ranger costume it's very cool the helmet's got like lights and shit in it it's very tight i love the transformation sequence it's so cool. Every oh, man. single time. Every single time it's good. I never get tired of it. I'm not mad at two Red Rangers as a new gimmick for this season. It's kind of fun. Yeah. You know, it's different. It's it's not what you expect. It's oh, not what? like a green or a black or like a gold. Although they I do... wish the design was a little bit less lazy. It is a yeah. little lazy in some ways, but I, I like that um there's kind of like a 
a little bit of an extra emphasis with this second Red Ranger of like, yeah, the Red Red Ranger is no longer king. Yeah. Like, Pink Ranger's in charge here. And uh, you know, fuck it. We'll just we'll just throw in another Red Ranger if we feel like it. That's how yeah. that's how low value red is now. <laughs> yeah, actually it's kind of weird when you think about it, because on one end you have the power struggle between the Rangers as a whole versus the Silver Guardians. And then you've got the power struggle within the, the Power Rangers team, which is between Jen and Wes. Yes. Yeah. Though I will say uh, everyone but Jen kind of goes a little bit dude's rock in favor of Wes. Which is kind of whack. Which is whack it because is. Jen is clearly Jen is and demonstrably the leader and with good reason. Yeah. Yes. She's yeah. honestly better than Alex or whatever his name is in the like future segment. Yes. I, yeah. I didn't see her getting absolutely owned by Rancic. Nope. She would not have gotten bodied like that. Yeah. <laughs> he, was over there, he was over there thinking about like, oh yeah, I'm about to smash after I defeat Rancic. And then Rancic's over here like, Nah. <laughs> Let me just remove your spine real quick. <laughs> now, and he, like, Rancic in next Mortal Kombat would be amazing. He would own. He I want. I want. I want a bone sword. It, it, it's kind of cool that the he's like sword visibly so cool. in pain yeah. every time he uses his ability. No, his ability hurts. It sucks for him to use, but at the same time, it's powerful. I want it in Mortal Kombat. He'd be gangster in Mortal Kombat. He would. That bone sword is so tight. Like I, I had to like rewatch. Like that, that just happened. Like one more thing I want to note about Quantum Quest is that, uh, although this is spoiler alert, very quickly resolved as you could probably guess because right, Power Rangers does this sort of thing a lot. But I did like that it ended on the dramatic cliffhanger of like, will Eric work with them? Yeah. You know, our can Wes and Eric kind of like rekindle their like childhood friendship or like are they like two at odds now? Yeah, that little stare down on the pier was tight. Where they're like, Who is this dude? Cause he was just like up on that like the balcony just like sniping dudes. It was kinda nice. It's just always nice for them to keep finding ways to keep refreshing that concept of like when the six ranger shows up, they're powerful, but maybe a little mysterious and dangerous and untrustworthy. I'm such a slut for the six ranger episodes. They always are <laughs> nice. This is an evolution of the Tommy and Cat. What, what was the last one? No, I was the last Kat. one. Oh, well, I, I just thought of Cat a lot with, with this ranger. The um, way they introduced her. And it was it's like, kind of like a multitude of different characters all coming together into one because you've got Tommy's like Dragon Zord sort of green green with evil sort of plot line except capitalist, right? Uh-huh. That's the evil here. Why do you hate Eric so much? Because he's a fucking filthy capitalist. Yeah. You know, and 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 it's shown in a negative light. That's why I want to stress these episodes. Yeah. Because it's explicitly shown in a negative light. It is not mm-hmm. a like, oh well, you know, there's no rich both people eyes. have feelings too. You know, it's none of that bullshit. It's it's straight up like, nah, Eric's a piece of shit. 
You're supposed to hate him. And guess the fuck what? The worst person you know just became the sixth ranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 a lot of drama. It's a lot. It's pretty honestly uh just it's one of the best things of this season. And also it's one of the most dramatic six ranger reveals that we've ever had. And they always try to make it a splash, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it yeah. hits. It hits so it well. Hits. So next up we have Trip takes a stand. Before now, before we get into that episode, I do want to yeah. add one more thing to it. I thought that Eric's portrayal in this in this episode, in this past episode and everything, this really set the stage for this plot line with Eric doesn't even get resolved fully until the finale of the show. Yeah, yes. there's there's still aspects of it ongoing for a long time. Yeah, it's this isn't like a oh, this is a three episode thing, a four episode thing, a five, six, seven, ten. No, this goes on for the entire season where yeah. you still like until the finale, you still can't even tell if you're gonna trust him. Um, like would and- you trust Eric to do the right thing a hundred percent of the time? How about ninety percent of the time? Even eighty or seventy, you just don't get there at all. I trust that jawline. Yeah, but it's more like 60-40, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it's cool because it's like, you're totally right. And like I was saying, like they do end up kind of on the same side-ish pretty quickly. But there's always that. It's kind of like the Magna Defender again, where it's like they were on the same side-ish with him, but there was always this distrust and like conflict of motives kind of getting in the way of like full cooperation. And it's really thanks to Wes's acting that they can kind of sort of pull this off as well, because we've seen it in previous seasons where they can't, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like Leo yeah. sucked ass in, in lost galaxy. Um, and Wes just looks, is just like a slightly better looking Leo who can't act. So it's just one of those things where, it's like man, I'm so okay. excited to watch Lost Galaxy tonight. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, <laughs> not gonna have a fun time. Uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be on sleeping pills, so it's gonna be good, actually. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the Red Ranger in this instance has a great foil and is also a great Red Ranger too at this point of the show, because yeah. although something to, uh, what is it? Something to, uh, something work to fight for. for. Something, to, something fight to fight for, right. So something to fight for was trying to get us to really like Wes. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're supposed to like Wes until Worlds Apart and then the Quantum Quest. No, yeah, yeah I agree with that. Yeah. Because well, this is I when think... he shows his true colors. Yeah. He's he's very much in on the ranger side. He's just kind of an ass about it. Yeah, and, and Wes really finds himself through this whole process. Um, yeah. At first, at first, it kind of feels like he's sort of playing poor and mooching off of these people that have bigger problems than just like making him feel better all the time. But like by this point, it's like he's he's really started to like lean into like that. These rangers are my family. They're the people I care about. Um, I would do anything for these people and they would do anything for me. And that's important. And I understand the value of that. Like, he's just really changed, you know? And uh, 
so yeah, I think, you know, the confrontation first with his father and then with Eric just kind of brings it to a sort of height of like, he's got to decide what kind of person he is and he is deciding and he's deciding he doesn't like all this hyper-capitalist, libertarian, uh, everybody for themselves bullshit. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever happened to helping people for the sake of helping people? Exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's what the Rangers are all about. And you mm-hmm. have to give it to Wes that even if he was shitty from the very beginning, you saw hints of that in him. That's true. Yeah, he's he's got a good little little arc. Yeah, and this sort of like Ranger ideology translates into our next favorite episode, Trip Takes a Stand. Yes. This one's also interesting because Trip is one of the most complex rangers ever just in terms of like we've had a lot of rangers that are like pretty obviously kind of good and some that Uh are pretty obviously kind of bad both in terms of like acting and like storylines and also in terms of like morality sometimes too trip is all over the place um but this he kind of shines in this episode uh, a little bit unexpectedly, I thought. <laughs> like I, this this one caught me off guard a bit. Yeah, this is a uh, kind of sort of like a stop the hate master type episode, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like a, uh, it has a really good moral lesson involved. The character that's uh, being spotlighted here isn't normally being spotlighted, and it's kind of like a, like a really big high point for that character that doesn't necessarily get repeated again as the season goes on. Yeah, it's also kind of a high point for the season a little bit. Yes. Because it's a very good episode. So mm-hmm. so this one starts with like Frax releases this monster called Noticon. He's like, this will be a good monster, trust me. But then Noticon comes out and Noticon was arrested for minor crimes. Which actually, I just have to say, it's really fucked up when you think about it because he was frozen forever for very minor crimes. And he wanted um, to go back to being frozen too. Which is fucked up. It's <laughs> fucked up. A um, lot, lot of really fucked up shit going on in, in the beginning. <laughs> I yearn to be put into an eternal stasis um, until the sun burns us out. Yeah, so Noticon is like actually pretty gentle and like not a violent criminal. Frax is like, well, I'll turn you into a, a violent criminal. And Noticon's like, what the fuck? I'm out of here. <laughs> and manages to escape. Um, They've done this type of episode before in a couple of seasons. <clears throat> but this is the one where they finally, I think, nailed the execution that they were trying to do. Because I think before, the moral lesson was always like, violence begets violence of some sort. But in this case, it's like, it goes a lot deeper than that. That's fast. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, in the city, Noticon's like trying to like, just like maybe, you know, be nice to people or make friends or something. But he's just causing problems because he's a scary looking monster to the people of Earth, even if, you know, he has no control over that. Um, because he's like this big blue thing with like tentacle arms. 
And, uh, you know, honestly, like if, if, if that came towards me and it was obviously real, like it is for the people in the show, not a rubbery costume like it is for the viewer. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know that I would assume that that's a friend, right? It's a yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> uh, Go on, Kennedy. So Noticon, uh, like causes a car crash because of being like this thing that the people don't understand. Um, and so people start calling the silver guardians and saying, you know, Hey, there's a monster in town. In the meantime, the Rangers also kind of get wind of this situation pretty quickly, uh, which is also a joke because they're repairing fans. <laughs> um, <laughs> Trip learns that uh, Noticom was not arrested for major crimes. He was arrested for petty theft of food. That's fucked up. Yeah, is, honestly, this is... It's, a, it's, a, it's not a good look for Time Force, honestly. Yeah, no, it's not at all. And this theme of, like, just the fact that he doesn't look normal, it, like, comes up again because, like, the reason that he was hungry and stealing food is because he was so scary looking that no one would make friends with him, even in the future where it's understood that, like, some people look like monsters or arm monsters or whatever I'm trying to say. I was going to say, this seems like uh, probably one of their first captures, you know? Where they were like just hunting all sorts of like mutants because they were mutants. Yeah. And then they like and then they like cryogenically froze those and then they're like, hey, we can't just be doing that. It's like ethically wrong. Maybe. I don't know. There's definitely some propaganda in this series. Well, the reason why I say that is because of Trip, <laughs> actually, and the way Trip reacts to all of this. Yeah. And I mean Trip obviously is from another planet. Mm-hmm. And there's He's got a he's got a like a brain jam. Yeah. So he has like some empathy for the plight of these mutants that other people don't necessarily. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of like are they putting all mutants in prison or is it just the bad ones? Like, what's up with that? That's the thing, right? Like in the in the beginning of the show, it's implied first that Rancic is the last criminal, but then we, we right away learn that that's false. He's just the last major criminal. They're still arresting petty criminals. Exactly. Um, and then we find out that, like, they're kind of lying to us on some other levels with this justice system. And then, yeah, this the existence of Noticon is just ex especially distressing. And it feels like the fact that, like, he just wants to be frozen again is just like a cop-out. To having to fully deal with these issues. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I'm being honest. It's a children's I, show. Go I know. On, no, Kennedy. I know. It sounds like. I'm, <laughs> no, it sounds. It sounds episode. like they're doing race science. Is this is still a good episode of the show? Because ultimately, like it, it even provokes having this kind of like deep conversation in the first place in a show that doesn't always go that deep. You know. Um, yeah. And like, so it may sound like I'm being critical. I want to be clear. Like, I'm not trying to be overly critical. I'm just trying to talk about like how weird this episode is. Yeah, it does raise a uh, number of questions. But I think like the questions that it does raise is very interesting ones. And it adds to the sort of entertainment, the on-screen entertainment factor. Definitely, definitely. So the drama really gets exciting around here because um eric shows up and he's like 
I'm just going to kill that thing. The Rangers are like, no, dude, we, we, we're, we're, we're here. Let us handle it. We're going to try to capture him peacefully. Um, we believe him to be fairly peaceful. And Eric's like, just goes on like a total xenophobic rant, basically, about mutants being evil. Yeah, he, um, he, he has a heated, heated ranger moment. Yeah, heated ranger moment. <laughs> Warning for this episode. <laughs> but Trip, Trip's thing is that he's like a super empath, basically. And so he's able to like reach out and appeal to Eric in a way that Eric understands and makes Eric see that, you know, Nodokan is is totally kind and that like not every mutant is the same. And yeah, uh, hashtag not all mutant. Yeah. However, R.I.P. the big moment of betrayal, the Shakespearean moment, Frax turns Nodokan into his puppet. No. Just at the moment where they had solved all the other problems. Um, uh, Nodokan tries to resist Frax's control. Ultimately, they have to battle him in the Zord. Um, and uh, Nodokan actually proves to be a surprisingly strong foe for the Zords. Uh, yeah, he's kind of nice with hmm. it. <laughs> Uh, and they have to kind of pull out. They have to kind of pull out all the stops in terms of like pulling out a lot of their their toys. Um, but they manage to, without killing him, destroy the device. Even though it looked like I don't like think they, that they happened they might in the him. Sentai. To be honest with you, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That definitely seemed like uh, we're gonna write this in to correct the Sentai footage. Yeah. Don't believe your eyes. Because <laughs> it looks like Nodokan is very much destroyed. Um, <laughs> yeah. In this Sentai footage. So the Rangers end up refreezing Nodokan, but uh, Trip says, like, I'm going to try to, like, look into some justice for you in the future. <laughs> like, when we're done here. And you get, like, that little impression that, like, after the time force trip like becomes like a public defender or something yeah. you know? <laughs> or runs as a progressive district attorney something like that trip is actually space burning <laughs> trip uh trip starts fighting for reparations for mutants <laughs> he's an ally 40 space acres and a space mule <laughs> but really though like it is like as much as they kind of downplay to an extent some of like the weird and unsettling aspects of the episode, it is nice that Trip does at the very end be like, "Hey, we got to get you some justice someday, buddy." Yeah. This it was kind of confronting white supremacy. It it definitely had some vibes of that, and just yeah, just confronting like the injustice of the carceral system. Yep, and xenophobia. Yeah, it was really really good. Um, it was good shit. Yep. It was. Uh, I, I wouldn't put it like a nine or a ten. It was definitely like a high eight in my eyes. But it had a really good like moral message in it. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd second that. Yeah, this is like the most sort of woke and confronting <laughs> these type of issues episode we've pretty much ever seen. We actually just talked last season about having a little of that 
and like how there's been a couple of episodes that kind of touch on it but this one really like whereas like the episode with joel last season kind of like came a little shy of actually like going there this episode goes there a little bit i think in general time force has shown consistently that they talk like they talk about it a lot more often right like they do a whole like say what you mean type approach when they discuss certain issues versus like just kind of sort of alluding to it yeah they're still they dancing around they're still dancing around some aspects of it but they're definitely tackling a lot more head on i agree and this episode really exemplifies that and it's it's an enjoyable watch because it's a fun watch but it's also an enjoyable watch because it'll kind of make you go huh dang <laughs> think yeah. a little no yeah a second yeah, yeah last but definitely not least is Frax's fury um, bro this episode this is th- this is the fucking wildest episode yeah just like, incredible I, yeah like i i was just like astounded that they went this is like a fuck what is the tv ratings this is like a tv 14 this type is a shit. dull ass power ranger yeah like this is not this is not kids television at all they were like let's throw one for the adults in the room because this one is like all they needed to do was just add blood this was, if, yeah. had they added blood this would have been like for you this episode would have gotten banned <laughs> yeah no rancic is kind of blackpilled with it yeah well and frax i mean is also really complex that's true as well yeah Cause, cause that's the whole thing, right? Cause that's how it starts. Is that, so I, I had kind of alluded to earlier that like a lot of the villain stuff is just sort of being slowly developed in bits and pieces across the episodes, which is actually a lot like the way they used to do it and is a lot better than sort of like having the villains do have like no characterization for some episodes and then tons and others as we've seen a little bit in more recent seasons. So, like, overall, there's been, like, these little bits and pieces following these sort of B and C plots with the villains. And one of them that's been definitely going on is, like, Frax is really annoyed with the way robots get treated. And he starts to talk more and more about, like, the humans getting theirs as the seasons go on. And you kind of can't blame him because, like, they literally, like, the villains will just, like, shoot some of his robots for fun or for target practice. And he's like, yo, these are like people to me. Um, And they're like, they don't care to us. They're robots. So there's like a, there's a total imbalance there. And this is where it all comes crashing down. These are the facts. Yeah. Yeah. That shit is, I mean, like you also get to see Rancic without his mask, which he looks fucked up. Super gnarly. Like, it's not has it is some some fucking I, I I was messaging Kennedy about it and I was like this is like a combination of like toxic Avenger and like boomerang. Uh-huh. <laughs> the eye, like his mask part, the eye hole for the mask part isn't even over the little eye that he has that's attached to his face. Yeah, it's just kind of there. Yeah. Oh, it actually gives me the heebie-jeebies the more I think about it. Yeah, I don't like it. (laughs) The episode begins with just one of my favorite, like, 
just shots of the whole season. Like, Frax working in this evil lab with, like, the sparks flashing and, like, lighting him up occasionally uh, is such a fucking mood. (laughs) 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 Holy shit. I love that fucking scene so much. Um, And so Frax is kind of, like, muttering to himself about how, like, it's about time I I betray Rancic. Um... (laughs) Uh, and, uh, he gets distracted and goes out to the hall and he finds Rancic calling for help. Um, Rancic is, like, on the ground in pain and he's like, I need my medication. And Frax, like, runs to get I it. And he's pills. like, he's like, getting it. He's like, ah, oh, I can't wait for the day I don't have to give you this. And then he's like, wait, maybe I don't have to give you this. And starts to, like, have a little thought there. But then Nadira shows up and foils his little moment of uh, contemplating, uh, you know, holding Rancic's life in his hands for a moment there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I... I, I <laughs> this is just... Like, the first five minutes of the episode is already something else, man. This is crazy. It's one of the... It's not even the first... It's, like, just before the intro, even, I think most of what I just said, or or all of it, I think, happens. It's, like, rapid fire. (laughs) They have a lot to say this episode, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Uh, I liked liked Rancic's fucking the the character development that we get for him because you don't really like this early on get a lot of character development for like the the bad guys yeah like i said some bits and pieces and now we get like a whole big bunch there is one other episode where we learn about rancic that you didn't see that you should watch i can't think of the name of it right now but yeah i'm gonna have to go through (laughs) and watch all of time for us because i've only seen like half of it so far like I, i did i did watch a few extra but you should. Yeah, I'm gonna have to finish it out. You'll like it. You'll like it. If you liked what you saw here, you'll like the rest of it enough to to have a good time. I want to see more so, of my boy, the fucking Quantum Ranger. Yeah, he's badass. So, uh, there's this monster that that's going around the city and biting people, and it's giving them like Rancic's disease. It's this is fucking nightmare fuel. It's yeah. scary. Fucking nightmare fueled super nightmare fueled the monster's terrifying looking like even as rubbery and fake as it looks it looks fucked up and freaky it's uh, kind of it's like it's kind of a dark note because it's like they don't have a cure for it in the future so it's like at least not for mutants as we come to find out yeah so yeah i mean that's the whole thing so when when nadira sees this stuff about the mutant attacks she tells rancic and then rancic is like what the fuck realizes that this monster is free and starts freaking out and he's just thinking about like back to when like he was bitten by this fucking monster when he was Uh wandering the streets uh and he was taken in by this science guy like you said he had it was a like, good Samaritan. Yeah, and he had something that would help, but wasn't really like a full cure necessarily. Yes. He was stating that he had like a like a cure for it, but it wouldn't work on him permanently because he, he was a mutant. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Um, and so, like, he would have to basically take this medication forever. I love how Rancic's, like, goth. He's, I like how yeah, he's, like, an Australian undertaker. On the <laughs> he does have a little bit of, like, a, like an undertaker vibe to him. Yeah. Probably less fashy than actual Undertaker, too. True. <laughs> and so, uh, Rancic starts to get upset. He and the scientists get into a fight. They end up fighting so much that the lab gets blown up. And Rancic basically just, like, leaves this guy for dead and assumes he's You're killed. underselling this so hard, Kennedy. Yeah, I'm, I'm also trying to, like, not take forever because this is already a long episode. But I, can, I know, I can, but like Rancic I can get a little more lost fucking, in the sauce. And like, Rancic goes fucking ham. Like Rancic basically says he trashes the lab and he blows it up. Rancic and, fights with the scientist because the scientist is a human. Yeah. So he's a mutant and he's just like, no, I want to kill all humans. I don't care if you help me or not. Got your ass. And then like <laughs> proceeds to it's implied that he killed the fucking scientist yeah, because he walked real. out of there like a like a badasses don't look at explosions. And he says deal. like that's the last time anyone ever saw or heard from him again. Basically, yes. like like it it is it is very dramatic. And there's one more thing that's very crucial. Uh, that was the thing that was actually kind of on my mind a bit more, which is. There's a little hint in these scenes because uh, this scientist had cyclobots. Like, as in the minions that we've been seeing all season. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> Curious. The cyclobots look cool as shit, though. Oh, yeah. They are really them. cool for the minions. They're up there with, like, the Zeo minions for me. I like them more than I like the Zeo minions personally. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I agree. I'm I'm a Tango I'm a Tango boy though. Watch <laughs> the Tangos, watch the Tangos. <laughs> <laughs> the Rangers fight this horrifying disease giving monster and he bites most of them. Owned. <laughs> Things are basically going badly and Wes is the last one of them that hasn't been bitten. He looks like he's uh, about to get bitten. And then, what the fuck? Rancic saves him. Out of That's nowhere. right. Out of nowhere. And honestly, this fight scene between Rancic and the monster slaps. It does. It goes hard. Like, Rancic is, like, freaking out angry. But the monster is also, like, this very determined thing, especially at first. But after a little bit, it becomes clear that, like, Rancic cannot be stopped. He is in full, like, just rage mode. And the only thing that stops him is the disease. You ever met someone who, like, had a bad experience with a particular animal or something like that? And is just, like, hell-bent on just, like, exterminating all of them from the face of the earth? It's like, yeah. what of those? It's strictly like a white person thing a lot of the times, but like definitely Rancic was feeling that rage. Yeah. He's like, these squirrels keep fucking tearing up my lord! I'm gonna kill them all! Yeah, 
it's 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 there's there's definitely just a vibe of like it he's not even treating this monster like it's a real threat it's just like i'm gonna destroy you it's like an existential threat to his very being and he's like i if i don't get rid of this it's the end for me and it's the end for everyone but like more or less on a like just pure hatred level yeah um he's 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 mad online yeah, so uh, Ransom has to stop just shy of killing the monster so he could take some serum and the monster is able to get away. The monster meets up with Frax and is like shook as hell. This monster that at the beginning of the episode was just like, looked like this like terrifying creature of the night that couldn't possibly be afraid of anything is now like cowering in a blanket. <laughs> Just straight up, like what are those, like, uh, like almost like a Deku scrub type of cowering type shit? Like it's hilarious, honestly. Prax is like, listen, don't worry, just do your thing and fuck up the city. I, I've got something planned for Rancic. So, uh, in the meantime, Wes is like trying to like tend for the team, who have all contracted the horrible alien mutant illness they're fucked um, up and they're 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 fucked up uh and wes remembers that hey rancic had something that was helping him that like he he took during the fight when his symptoms acted up and he goes back to the battle because he remembers that rancic just dropped the vial and he takes the shot he collects the shards of the vial um which is like pretty cool honestly <laughs> Like, just, like, thinking of, like, that little clue and then going back and just, like, looking for these little pieces of glass. Like, anything he can get in the hopes <laughs> of, like, getting, like, a really few drops of this chemical. Really fulfilling that Batman analogy. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's, like, some Batman or, like, some CSI shit, you know, zoom and enhance on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> and then you realize... Raytheon has a pharmaceuticals division. Yeah, he's like, all right, I'm turning off the nerve gas machine and making it, you know, make medicine. And so Wes has has no choice. He has to take Bile to one of his father's labs. Like, convince his father to, like, let him check this shit out and give, like, try to replicate this shit for the good of everyone. And his father isn't really convinced at first. He's kind of like, I don't know. But he manages to talk him into it. He's like, listen, this is too important. You can't you can't waffle on this. There's people all over the city suffering from this. And he's like, ching. <laughs> he's like, uh, wait, um, uh, COVID just started and I'm one of the only people that makes those nasal swabs. Ching. <laughs> Definite modern day parallels going on with this episode, too. What? No, they would never make a medicine and then make it expensive. It was yeah. a, it was for sure like a, a definite like Pfizer representation here. <laughs> for sure. Because yeah. all the guy was concerned about was like, oh, I'm going to make a shit ton of money with that. Like, I don't give a... F and mind you, we're still like 20 episodes in. Like, th this isn't like... This isn't... Well, not necessarily 20, but like we're still like a decent amount of episodes in. To where the dad is still acting like an exploitative asshole, and he can't—he yeah. just can't help it. 
he literally just can't help it. He's like, this is this is my worldview. Why would you? Why would you? Why would I change this? I'm comfortable. Yeah, he he's read the Fountainhead close to a hundred times. <laughs> he's based in Redville. <laughs> um, you either become the Snyder, or you live long enough. You live long enough to see yourself become uh, the CEO of Raytheon. <laughs> <laughs> so, in typical fashion of how law enforcement sort of swoops in at the last second and takes credit for the work that like progressive politicians and activists and other people did, um, but makes it look like they're doing something for the community. The Silver Guardians are distributing the serum not long later. And the monster just attacks the Silver Guardians uh, distributing the serum because it figures this is its last shot. Like it's, it's being rendered null and void by the distribution of this stuff, you know, which you would think would change the timeline enough that Rancic might not exist as a villain at all. When you think about it, uh, <laughs> I guess because like if you get rid of Rancic, yeah, well, let's also, not think what I'm about saying it. Is, let's like, not. <laughs> you get this. You get this cure like a thousand years in advance that like isn't a perfect cure in the future. So by the time of the future, they'll probably have a perfect cure by Rancic's time. Anyway. Um, so you're, you're not wrong, but like also like <laughs> it's in the hands of a private corporation. Yeah. So literally it could go anywhere. Could go anywhere. The monster attacks and uh, he happens to attack Eric Myers. Um, and at first Eric looks like he might get bitten, which is kind of like this thing that seems kind of scary the way they're presenting it, but then at the same time, it's like, is that even scary anymore? Like, he's literally got boxes of serum all around him right now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I think he's kind of missing the forest for the trees. <laughs> so naturally, you know, the monster gets big, the Power Rangers show up, etc., etc. We're not really here for that. We're here for Rancic and Frax, right? Um, <laughs> yup. So there's a showdown between Frax and Rancic where once again, Rancic needs a dose of medication and Frax is holding it in his hands. But this time he's like, hey, maybe I'll just drop it on the floor because I'm a stupid, useless robot. And I know I like paraphrase a lot of dialogue into like more hilarious versions. But in this case, I want you to know I'm just barely paraphrasing. He literally <laughs> says something along these lines. He's like, I'm just a dumb robot. What do you need me for? I, In you know. actuality, Frax was uh, self-deprecating and calling himself slurs. It's it it really be it be your own sidekicks. Like it's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's definitely a uh, parent disapproves of your life decision, and therefore you just like go on like a fucking two-hour tirade to yourself. <laughs> But the two-hour ty- tirade is infecting all your friends with a weird virus. <laughs> this is where it really takes a turn for the completely freaky. And this is just one of the best scenes in the whole season. So this is when it's revealed that dun-dun-dun, if you hadn't already guessed, Frax is that scientist. What? That... Rancic thought dead way back when the human that tried to help Rancic and Rance who Rancic rejected he just barely survived and what does he do it's like some Tetsuo the Iron Man shit 
He's built himself up. into a robot to save his life. It's fucked. Imagine being that mad at someone. Yeah. It's kind of weird because, like, he doesn't necessarily want world domination. He just wants Rancic dead. But then he suddenly also has a contempt for just life in itself. Frax goes on his, like, Project Zero Mortals type shit uh, when he rebuilds himself into a robot. Big time. He's like, it's time to transcend humanity vibes. Um, Yeah, now that I've transcended, let's make everyone transcend. And then uh, he's sure to point out, which I also really love, uh, like, just really, like, stick the needle in Rancic's eye with, like, you know, even though this whole time I was plotting revenge, I was nice to you and served you kindly, and you were still a dick to me. Like, you you haven't improved one bit. In the entire time that I've known you, you've just been a shit. Um, it's just like an incredible fucking like ten thousand degree burn. Then this dropped- is actually like the first time that Rancic has ever had to be really introspective too. Yeah, pulls it off well. For yeah, sure. Yeah, I need like a I need like a Rancic Marvin's room cover. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Frax drops the vial and Rancic is like enraged and pulls out a blaster to try to shoot him. But of course, he's in pain right now and he can't do it nearly fast enough before Frax teleports away, ending the episode. So much drama. You just it really, love it's, it. It's, and it's kind of like, you know, down to the wire drama. Like, there's only a few episodes after this, right? This no. Is- no? This is like mid. This is like a mid-season finale. Yeah, this oh. is like a big mid-season twist, which is common for the Power Rangers at this point as well. Like the last few seasons, the villains have some kind of mid-season twist. No, yeah, you're right. There's still like almost ten episodes. Uh, no, thirteen episodes after this. So yeah, they got a hot minute. Yeah, for like a mid-season twist, though, this is an incredible episode. This is a ten. I would say this is probably the closest that. Time Force comes to like being like a giving us like one of those 10 out of 10 episodes. One thing that I don't think I mentioned in the intro episode is that Frax has a specific face when he does something devious where his eyes like pop out of the eye sockets. <laughs> He's got like, red. like DreamWorks eyebrow. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it. Yeah, it's freaky. It's really freaky. <laughs> But uh, I guess it kind of adds a little bit to his villainy. Um, And yeah, no, the dynamic between Rantic, Frax, and then Frax's uh, mutant that he unleashed, I think, really just sent this episode through the roof. Yeah, it's pretty wild. A lot of just bizarre stuff. This one is truly just weird and, 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 and in a good way overall, but like, just very out there um like i said it kind of reminds me of like japanese body horror films of that era yeah no it it makes me want to uh watch tetsuo the iron man yeah or (laughs) tokyo gore police maybe (laughs) let's wait yeah yeah netscape (laughs) i was gonna say netscape what would you rate the episodes out of 10 
Starting with Worlds Apart, I would rate Worlds Apart at like a 7.5, maybe a solid 8. Quantum Quest, for sure going to be an 8. Crypt Takes a Stand, uh, you know, it, I thought it was going to captivate me, but it didn't. So I'm going to give that like a 6.5, but uh, ultimately still a good app, but it just wasn't like the fake out. It was kind of like, oh, man, like, come on. <laughs> uh, That's fair. And then fucking Praxis Fury, though. That's a nine. That that was a nine just for like that was a midseason in a, in a way that I was not expecting. Yeah, they do a couple of plot twists this season. Some are better than others. This is, I think, probably the best villain episode, period, is Praxis Fury. I don't think I've seen a villain episode that's better than this, Kennedy. Unless unless you want to start pulling out names of like episodes where the primary character is the villains, uh, I don't think any of them are better than this one. Not at least before yeah. this that I've seen. There's like some like future episodes like from other seasons that I can think of that are pretty good, but not uh not anything from like before this. Yeah, I seen, think contextually like I Kennedy and I Kennedy and I definitely agreed that like Rancic's probably the most well realized villain for sure. This episode just kinda like confirms that and sets that in stone. That's probably the closest that Time Force gets to a 10 for me. I, I kind of want to put it at a 9.5. So I'm probably going to put it there. Just because I, I do remember ha- taking some issue with some of it. But it wasn't like too big of a deal. I think in the context of like the show as a whole. The plot twist of Frax being the scientist that died. Or that, that was presumed dead but is still alive in Frax. That plot twist gets lost amongst the other plot twists that happen in the season that are kind of also like similar in nature. So yeah, this one was had, definitely the biggest hitting. If they had spent more time on Frax, this would have been like a 10. Like season wise. I mean, like a standalone episode, it goes crazy, but you don't really get to see a lot of Frax. Like he's mostly just the background dude. Well, it's yeah. mostly the beginning and the end, also. Like, there's a little bit in the middle, but like, yeah, it really would have benefited from a solid scene right in the middle where Frax is like, "I'm gonna, you know, yeah. fucking destroy everyone," and you know, I'm having know. emotions. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, this was like basically Frax's main character development episode. Yeah, and he before this, he's kind of just evil C-3PO. Yes, he's more or less like a, a combination of Finster from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers mm-hmm. and uh, the assistant in Lost Galaxy to Trakina, Deviat. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a combo Deviat and Finster. It, like I said, though, Fraxis Fury is like Power Rangers for the big boys. It's for the it's for the adults in the room. It's absolutely wild that they aired this on network television. There's so many yeah. implications on like just people dying, especially like Frax's. No, never mind. I'm sorry. I was uh, actually interestingly enough, Frax's Fury came out one month before 9/11. Wow, really makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy, what are you rating the episodes? All right, Frax's Fury is like yeah, that's like a solid nine, maybe a nine point five. 
what really lets it down is just like too much meandering into like other stuff when they should have kept it just a little more focused on the A plots. But it's still a really awesome episode. Trip Takes the Stand is like an 8.5 for me. I really liked it. I think the other two are also 8.5s pretty. I think like they're they're all kind of in that range of like 8.5 to low 9 and then Frax's Fury is like the high 9 to 9.5 kind of area. I think that's kind of indicate indicative of the season's quality as a whole, right? Like we picked a bunch of episodes and we didn't feel as engaged with them as we felt with Lightspeed for sure. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think anything ever really got up to that point except for Frax's Fury, for sure. This was Even not then, so much picking like the tens like we get to in like some seasons and more so just being like which Yeah, this season, is really which, good. Which episodes out of like a relatively large handful of pretty good episodes were really the most compelling? Right, right. Exactly. A weird one. A weird one for sure. Yeah. Netscape. Um, where can yes. we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Java underscore Jiga. Uh, I also I have a link in my bio that links to everything else that I do, like uh, writing and more writing. And that's about it. Yeah, you, I'm pretty much just on Twitter. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on board, Netscape. Much appreciated. I know we've been talking about this for a long yes, time. Yes, I had and, a uh, lot of fun being here thank you for inviting yeah. me and you know if you, when you guys get back to uh when you guys eventually get to dino thunder i mean <laughs> listen we might have to record some special eps for dino thunder or something because everybody wants to guest for dino Dyn- thunder. Lo- everybody loves dino, <laughs> thunder. <laughs> dino like, thunder mega episode i swear like i uh, more of our guests have mentioned wanting to come back for dino thunder than any like very few it's so weird to me because that wasn't a thing like me growing up like dino thunder like is like out of my per perception you know of like yeah. power rangers so that's wild to me but i think it's that sort of zoomer generation because we had a previous guest who was just all like dino thunder was the shit yeah i think i think because it like it brought back Tommy Oliver, so like a bunch of people, and it, so it had that like very clear, like tangible lore connection that like made a lot of people think that there was something more to the Power Rangers that like they might not get. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. In an, in another thing, where they're like, you know, if you're watching it like on television, you might not know that there's like other Power Rangers series or that they're like all connected because like they don't cross over except for like you know one episode out of the season. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Also, for it's sure. got those Smallville vibes that you just can't beat. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Netscape. Thank uh, you for thank having you me. I had a wonderful time. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next. Bentai Truther Club. Hell yes. Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.